0: Welcome to the Nine Moms podcast. My name is Phineas and this is my mama's podcast and, and here she is. Hey you guys, this is Lisa. Welcome to another episode of the Nine Months Podcast. This is actually episode number 19 that I'm giving y'all today. So I've been rolling this for 19 weeks in a row, and I think I think we'll just keep it rolling. It started with a little passion project of mine and, and I just keep receiving requests and, and about recording more more stories and recording your stories out there so it's really really nice so if you feel like you would like to record your story I'm really happy to keep on producing these episodes for you guys and and releasing one once a week so you guys can listen and 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 stay connected this way as well now today's story is from my friend Venuta Vinuta gave birth here in the Czech Republic twice and I will start this episode with a little trigger warning because this is a story of loss. Vinuta is going to share her story of her stillbirth with her little boy first and then her birth with her rainbow baby Vivi after that. So if you feel like This is not an episode for you. If you're not in a good place to listen today to this one, then I'd recommend skipping or maybe coming back to it when you're in a better place to listen to a story of loss. All right, you guys, let's get into today's story. So hi, Vinita, and welcome to the Nine Months Podcast. It's nice to have you here.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we are sitting in uh, two different rooms in my house right now because we couldn't figure out how to, um, how to make the mics work in the same room. So that's kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> All right. So would you like to start by introducing yourself and who's in your family and what you guys are doing?
1: Um, yeah, great. So I'm Venuta and my husband is Oleg. And we have a four-year-old daughter, Viviana. And um, I'm originally from London, and I moved to Prague like 10 years ago. It was supposed to be just one year, and here I am still 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and while I've been in Czech Republic, I've been through two pregnancies. So I want to share that with you today, and the stories and how, how it started and how it ended.
0: Mm-hmm. Great all right so should we start with your journey to becoming pregnant the first time then did you guys plan to have a baby and how did you find out? Uh,
1: Yeah we did plan it kind of Um, uh, yeah started and it took me about I guess like it took about two months before I got pregnant it happened fairly quickly quicker than I I anticipated, shall we say, because I read a lot of things about like how it can take actually a while before you get pregnant, etc. So, yeah, so for me, it happened after just two months and I was quite surprised already. (laughs) And then after, yeah, and I found out I just, I don't know, I missed my period, you know, like after just a day or two, I have really like regular periods. So it's always on the same month, the same day every month. So for me it was quite easy to. I knew I'm like, okay, it's already like a day or two late, so I went to go and check it. And and actually my husband, um, Oleg wasn't in 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 Prague actually at the time. He was in America. So after I sort of found out on my own, and then after about um, I don't know about a week, then I told him. I was trying to wait until he would come back, but then um it was going to be like three weeks and i thought oh no if i wait three weeks already <laughs> already be like, you know i'll already be like a one two months pregnant because you're you don't find out until after one month right so i was like oh <laughs> oh really my goodness to, uh, you know, i'm
0: yeah. uh, i'm surprised to hear that you could hold on to it for a week i wouldn't have been <laughs> able to <laughs>
1: well yeah i was really like oh i would like to tell him when he actually comes back and i was like oh anyway and then he was still happy but he was like oh I wish I was there and I was like okay well (laughs) yeah (laughs) so anyway yeah so then he came back and everything yeah it was fine I went to the doctor I didn't even I didn't have a gynecologist here actually at that time oh no I had one I had one but I didn't like him (laughs) and so I wanted to get a new one for the pregnancy and then I went to the doctor and I and she recommended me one, a gynecologist. And because in England you don't, we don't have gynecologists like that. You actually just go to just for that. It's sort of everything's done under your general doctor. No, but you lived in England, right? So you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little this. bit different. It's, All the is. It's stuff. a little bit different. Yeah. So yeah. So then I anyway. So I found a, a gynecologist, and
0: I went along with
1: that. Um, I went to do the checks and then after like uh, it started at like eight weeks and I started to get like really not feel very good <laughs> you know and the morning sickness started and I don't know I uh, everyone says they feel really bad but I felt really 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 bad <laughs> yeah and yeah and I was really sick and uh, and it just got worse like towards the 10 weeks and I was sometimes then throwing up like 10 times a day and wow. I didn't have energy and I was just lying down all I could do was lie down all day I couldn't even like read or like look at my computer because actually looking at the computer screen or watching films also made me feel sick hmm. so <laughs> yeah, so I just did nothing but lie down anyway it got to a really like bad point because I was eating so little that I I was just in the point where I had no energy and I was just felt like I couldn't manage anymore so then I decided I should go to the hospital um and when I yeah and then I got I went there and everything and then they diagnosed me with um that extreme morning sickness the The hyperemesis yeah yeah. yeah, and because I lost like eight kilos, and I, oh wow, yeah just, yeah, just in a really short time, and I was just like, a... anyway, so I stayed there for I stayed there for a week in the hospital. That was interesting. So yeah, and if you, anyone, who hasn't stayed in Czech hospitals before, that's quite. I say, the it's quite an experience yeah <laughs> um, they were a bit upset at me that I didn't want to eat anything <laughs> but um yeah and they, but they gave me some uh fluids and glucose and um some anti-nausea stuff and after a week I was like I felt a bit better uh, but it was still only a bit better I would just felt. <laughs> I felt like I had some energy again because they gave me the glucose and they hydrated me, you know, so that gave me sort of the power to go home and like continue for the rest of it. And cause this is my first pregnancy. I didn't know like how long it was going to go on for. Cause I know the people it, for some people it happens, they get sick for the whole pregnancy. Mm. You know? So anyway, but then after like about 16, Oh, 17 weeks, I think it was, I started, I remember I started to feel a little bit better, like I started to get hungry, I started to want to eat again, <laughs> so yeah, so then I, th- and then I, so then I started to eat more and started to feel better, but truly I didn't feel better until I was like 24 weeks, so like halfway through the pregnancy at 20 weeks, I, then I started to feel better, that I could eat, walk, <laughs> yeah. do stuff normally. Did they give you any medication or anything for, for this? Yeah, they, not, no, not before. When I went to the gynecologist before, he just, they just kept telling me everything is, he just told me it's normal, people feel normal. He didn't actually, at that time as well, I remember we had to push for the doctor to give me a sick note for work. Oh but Yeah, to get me a sick note for work because he would just kept saying it's normal, everything's normal, but it like wasn't actually mm-hmm. normal. And... Um, anyway, we had to push for this sick note because I literally I couldn't do anything. I just could only I just could only lie down. I yeah. Like be on the computer. I couldn't do anything. I even like it was so bad, you know, because you don't have so much energy that I didn't even really want to go out much because if I would go out, like sometimes if we went to the shop, I I would have to sit down because I I had so such low sugar and so low blood pressure. That like I could pass out, and it even happened to me a couple of times at home in the middle of the night, like when I went to go pee, that I like some like would faint, like on my way to the toilet. So yeah, so it was quite like dangerous, I would say in a way for me, because yeah. if you a like sick note. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, so I was trying to be careful as well at the time, so because if you faint and you're outside, it's more dangerous than in some way if you're inside at home so anyway but I was once I was over that part I kind of started to feel like good again and then I was kind of got more into the pregnancy at that time I was just like during the whole time of being sick I was like I'm never going to be pregnant again ever (laughs) (laughs) like yeah (laughs) so yeah it was yeah ironic but after yeah so then after this 20 weeks and they started to be better and I felt better and I started to do more stuff I didn't I can't say I think for me it was never I never throughout all pregnancy felt any um, I didn't feel normal like my normal self as I am when I'm not pregnant I think that Mm. the hormones this hormones really affected me in some way that I didn't expect yeah and sort of I guess threw my body out of balance kind of not in a good way <laughs> yeah but um yeah so and was it. but then everything after that was fine I didn't have any other problems uh, between them
0: did you know what kind um, of birth you were planning for did you have
1: a yeah I planned um yeah I wanted I was reading a lot about hypnobirthing mm. and I really um yeah, I was really interested in that and I bought a book and but this time and at that time because it was mm, how many years ago it's like six years ago so let's say seven years ago like so seven years ago with the pregnancy so it was seven years ago and in Czech Republic in English there, there was anyway only a few courses which were about hypnobirthing in Czech and there was literally zero in English so I just read yeah so I read like a couple of books and stuff and I yeah and I sort of had it in my mind I'm like okay I'll go with this but actually I didn't mm, yeah even on the first time I think I wasn't actually prepared enough if I like now when I think back I did I didn't like I was reading a lot of reading a lot about after the birth and stuff but the actual birth process I kind of I read about the hypnobirthing, and I kind of got into that. And then after, I didn't really explore much more else around it. And yeah, so I kind of thought, oh, just I'll see how it, you know, it'll go along. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, well, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to anticipate this kind of stuff. And yeah, there's so many things to think about. I think you get quite lost in it all yeah absolutely
0: especially the first time around it's very every everything's so new and there's so much
1: information that it's hard to even look at one thing i think <laughs> yeah um i think i i also contemplated at the time which i also a little bit wish i had done it was um i contemplated getting a dollar mm. yeah and um yeah and i looked into it and stuff and stuff and it, yeah, and I I think I just didn't um, have maybe the resources in English to like find to find someone. Maybe yeah. I just couldn't find like the right person or something. And then I, I but I do remember that I I looked up a one woman that does kind of like a birth preparation class. Yeah, and she tells you about like the process what will happen when you go to the hospital and about the baby and this kind of stuff. So I, I did do that and I did that closer to the time like about a month before before my due date yeah so that was okay then so I didn't have any problems and then I went to the between then and then I went on at 32 weeks to the checkup like um for 32 weeks you have a scan at the hospital mm. and I went to model and you have a scan and they measure like how big the baby is and or if everything is, like, okay and stuff. And I remember that they told me that the baby was, like, already 2.2 kilos. And they said that it was, like, big. And I was, like, okay. And, my, yeah, my husband, that was interesting. My husband, he was, like, really happy about it. And I was, like, okay. <laughs> he was really happy about it. But the thing is that he was happy about it because um, he, he already – so from his previous marriage he already has a son and his son was actually born premature and had a really low birth weight which is like 2.7 kilos or something he was really he was small mm. and so he had in his mind like the baby should be bigger if it's bigger it's going to be stronger and yeah and this kind of thing. so he was really happy about it he was like great it's going to be very big very, big and very strong yeah so there was that. and then at the hospital I remember they told me that I should go uh, they recommended that I go um, back to um, I come back at 36 weeks like one month before the due date to check again the size of the baby and uh, yeah and there was actually one more thing I forgot about I want it was important part of the mm-hmm. Of it is that um, so I went I did the glucose test you know for the pre yeah. diabetes for the diabetes for the gestational diabetes and um, I was actually very concerned about this test because um, because my parents are from Mauritius and um, for my genetic type like my in my family we have a strong um, there, there is a, my, a lot of my family have diabetes so it's kind of strong genetically within us. And so I was quite concerned about it because, yeah, because usually if you have it in your genes, like in your family history, that you 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 you're more at risk or a high probability that you would have it at some point in your life. So I was really worried about it, and but I did the test and everything, and and it came back. The doctor told me it was negative. It was negative. Like there was no there was sorry that there were no they didn't have the diabetes so I was like really happy about it and then kind of forgot about it and then at the hospital they asked me again uh if I'd done the test for the diabetes and I said yes and they said and he said it was like negative so so anyway so that was so I didn't think much about it after that um so then after the scan and they told me that we should go back after one month so we went back to the doctor and we told him and he was like, okay. But then he actually said that we don't have to go back to do it. And I was a bit confused why. Then I got into this, like my mind started to be confused. I was like, Oh, why would they say that I should go? And then, but he, he says that I shouldn't go back. And anyway, so I just kept going to the checkups and everything. And every time this kind of played in the back of my mind, actually a lot, like, Mm. Uh, oh, wondered like how big is the baby and things like this because we didn't do even though he had in his office like all the the stuff to do the scans but he sort of said that we didn't need to do them every time we were going there and then he didn't recommend that we go he didn't tell us to go to the hospital or he didn't say to because the, the hospital said that we need the recommendation from the doctor so. We were like, okay, maybe we'll go back. But then he didn't in the end send us back and it was already getting close, like on this 36 weeks and stuff. And we were doing the monitoring for the heartbeat and everything. And I don't know, I was getting quite, well, I started to feel in the last month, like not really good as well. I started to feel really like big, like I was getting on 36 weeks. I felt okay. But every week after that, I just felt like, my belly growing like <laughs> extensionally, you know, like really big and I could feel the baby. And I was just like, I don't know that I had the feeling inside me, you know, that something was off, but I, because the doctor, but I believe so much the doctor that he said that everything is okay. Some babies, some babies are bigger and some babies are smaller. It's like, so yeah. So I kind of just, he was like, you can't do anything. You just have to wait for the the date, the due date. To come around so i was like okay still like just believe in what he said and i remember we went to one one appointment and in my mind i thought like oh um i came out and i was like oh maybe i should get a second opinion But i said it in my mind and not actually out loud And then I said to myself, oh, don't be ridiculous. Like, he's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. So then, yeah, so then I went home and I was like, okay, so I knew, I think it was about, like, two weeks before. Yeah, it was, like, two weeks before my due date. And then, yeah, then what happened? And then I was okay. And then after, like, then the next week, so we are already on, like, 39, near 30, yeah, 39 weeks. So then on the next week I was, like, um, it was, like, the day before, we were going to do, again, the check for the heartbeat. And um, we went there. Yeah, no, and then the day before, I kind of, like, I had a bath, I remember. And, um, yeah, and then I came out of the bath. And then, like, the baby was moving really, really kind of crazily, like, in my belly. It was, like, uh, I was kind of in shock. It was just really, like, moving, just crazily for about a minute I think and I thought that he's just kind of like turning you know like he's just trying to find a position just to turn in. or actually I thought that he's kind of like turning maybe he's turning downwards because I had so, read so many things like oh during this time the baby should go like head down and start to like um, what do they call it when the baby's head is going
0: I think like maybe the
1: pills, yes.
0: Yeah, I guess they like getting ready for birth and then like Yeah. Some some people call it baby dropping. Some people have the baby drop, you know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and something like that. And because I'd read about that, I was like, okay, so maybe that's it's that's like what's happening and then kind of calmed down. And then but then after like I didn't think much of it really, but then during the rest of the day it was was afternoon and the rest of the day I didn't feel much like movement from the baby but I kind of you know the baby was sort of big my belly was just so big that when I moved the baby moved and I kind of mistook that at that moment for the, the baby's moving you know all this kind of thing anyway so then the next morning uh, and in the evening I felt really like the baby's head like the baby really like heavy like dropping down Kind of and I thought, oh, maybe it's really like gonna come now, you know, because I was so much waiting for the baby to come. And then, after yeah, and then the next morning we went to do the scan for the heartbeat and everything. And then, um, and then we found out that there is like no heartbeat, oh, wow. so yeah, that was quite,
0: yeah, goodness, that must have been, I can't even imagine how hard that must have been.
1: So then he sent me to the hospital.
0: So you went in for the scan, and you had, and the doctor just told me there's no heartbeat. And they did they take care of you
1: from there, or uh, no? Then we had to go to the hospital, like because an emergency, because it's actually quite dangerous actually when the baby's not sort of alive in you, mm. and mm. they all have like something about you know if your blood if the blood of the baby, like, crosses your blood, it can be, like, a problem. They can be, like, you can die because there is some, like, I think, so it's, like, toxic or something like this. So yeah. then – anyway, so then I went to the hospital and then they checked me and stuff and then they were, like, okay. Uh, and yeah, and then they said, okay, so it would be better if you do, like, a natural birth. And I was just, like, mortified that – I know, yeah. uh, the <laughs> – I was just in that moment, I was like, no, I can't do it. And then I know actually after, the some women have to do it. And it's just like, I don't know, just I don't know how they do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So did they know why?
1: Did they tell you why this happened? Well, yeah, this was after. So then, sorry, i will just finished. Then I had to, actually in the end, it turned out that the baby was like very big. So I wouldn't have been. I couldn't do the natural birth anyway because he was so big. It would probably would get stuck. And Mm. so forth. And I'm not like um, actually like a very big person anyway. So they said that my pelvis was kind of like too like narrow. So Mm. anyway. So then I did the cesarean, and then they did a cesarean. And that I must say, the at that time that I felt that the cesarean sort of saved my life. (laughs) <laughs> mm. so sort of, you know I've kind of felt like because they put you to sleep and then when I woke up it was like gone <laughs> and it was kind yeah. of just like a bad dream yeah so
0: yeah so you had general anesthesia for this
1: um, yeah yeah c-section hmm yeah
0: yeah did you get a choice or was it like this is how we do it or
1: no they just no it was just like the full anesthesia which um yeah which at that time I was like fine with I didn't have because otherwise then they would do the half I guess like the half anesthesia just where they like they do when you give like have cesarean non like when the baby's alive so they do that but um no this was a full anesthesia I was absolutely okay with that. done <laughs> it so then yeah then it turned out actually that the baby was really big the baby was like 5.4 two or four kilos wow. so the baby was really big so like um what I want to say is that like oh, all my like gut instincts which were before I was kind of kicking myself because they were right you know I should have gone done this extra check and I should have just pushed like what my gut was telling me Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like you're the one that's pregnant right and it's your body and so you do like yeah absolutely
0: but also you know we we put our trust in the people that care for us and they've they've studied for years and years to be able to make the right decisions of course we should trust our gut feeling I'm not saying that but I'm also saying that this is not on you
1: yeah so um yeah and in the end so after they were really nice at the hospital actually but after the aftercare the nurse, they put me in somewhere at like separate and they. Um, yeah they let like oleg stay for as long as he wanted and i was on my own so it was yeah. After in the hospital was really mm. was nice actually but um in the end they did the autopsy and everything and they it actually turned out that the baby um the umbilical cord got twisted too many like it got twisted too many times and that's basically what caused the death but um it's not just because of the umbilical cord it's also because of this it was because of the undiagnosed um gestational diabetes because the baby had got so big Ah, so you had that yeah so actually I did have it and Mm -hmm. what it turned out was that even though my test was negative that it was on the border so then I discovered after that actually the, the result of the test was on the border of the it was not negative but it wasn't positive it was on the border and if you're on the border it's basically positive because the later you go on in your pregnancy the worse the less your body can manage the uh, the sugar and those kind of yeah. things so in the end when I felt like the baby was getting like bigger like half a kilo bigger every week yeah it's kind of it actually was yeah. it was actually happening so yeah so that's
0: is that what happens with with gestational diabetes? Is that the baby gets very big? And and what's what are the other side effects of that?
1: Like all the extra sugar goes to the baby, basically. So it goes, and they get and they get fat. So you know, like quicker and stuff. And um, the other side effects is like you feel really thirsty. I think I remember that time I felt really thirsty in like the end part of the pregnancy, mm. and stuff. And yeah, I didn't. It, it yeah, it was very hard to tell. It's so hard because you know there is some things where you're like, people say that like oh like you feel anyway thirsty when you're pregnant, which is true. You do feel extra thirsty. You should drink a lot because it helps to like flush out the the water, the amniotic fluid, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But after yeah, but then there is kind of. I don't know it's hard to draw like the lines like oh what is really thirsty is thirsty where you're not supposed to be and when is you're just thirsty you know it's yeah. very confusing. Um, yeah
0: there are so many of those symptoms in pregnancy that could be something really severe but it's also a very normal you know symptom. A normal
1: thing yeah, yeah. but also the uh, my belly was huge uh, like I'm a small person and I didn't actually have like any so I think I didn't get any extra weight when I was pregnant. I think even I lost. Uh, yeah, I didn't get anyway. So after uh, um, I gave birth to the baby and everything, I was just exactly the same weight as when I started. And um, that and so my belly, like my belly, was just huge. Really, we can only imagine like such a big baby and like yeah maybe so my belly was huge and there was also like a sign that I knew that like my belly was huge like it was huge and like is it really normal for your belly to really be so big but then I do see like sometimes women's bellies are huge and yeah 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 <laughs> anyway yeah so it's just so hard the lines what's normal what's not when you start to be concerned and when you don't see so um, yeah yeah yeah, but but it could have been pre, not prevented. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe it couldn't have been prevented, but it could have been maybe more could have been more careful in a way if just by doing these checks, you know, just doing the scans because we have this technology nowadays and they can scan. I think when they scan the size or the weight of the baby, it's like up or down, like plus or minus about three hundred grams. Mm. So you can get an idea of like if if your baby really is like okay you know your baby's getting to like four and a half kilos it's like already an issue (laughs)
0: yeah yeah absolutely and then check for things yeah yeah how was the postpartum then did you receive any any um support from i mean from the medical side like did you get a counselor or something like that to
1: go to or yeah that was interesting yeah like in, yeah so I went to see a psychotherapist that was covered by the insurance and I did it for about six months I think yeah about six months mm-hmm. and that was helpful I, I remember that was helpful actually in just a way um what else oh and then after yeah financially I think I got like three months of the maternity usually it's six you get the six months so I got like three months and then after that I kind of went on some kind of sick support where I was doing the counselling so I could get more time to like grieve and stuff and yeah it was kind of like mm, after hard I think that it was also hard on like the relationship yeah yeah uh, yeah, I guess, like, men men manage it in a different way. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, like, very... I understand, like, I know that a lot of people in this situation also, like, get divorced or break up, right, um, yeah. because of this. And I think a lot of it is just to do with, like, men and women just grieve, like, grieve in just completely different ways. It's something yeah. you can't really change you know something that you have to accept and yeah yeah so did Oleg get any any emotional support
0: afterwards too
1: no no he didn't want it (laughs) because yeah he believed he can manage it himself so (laughs) I yeah, you but know. it was offered to him, or uh, actually or no, it, I guess maybe if he would have asked for it, it probably would have been available. But I, you, mm. yeah, but it wasn't directly offered to him from anywhere, I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like after, just it was hard for, but well, it was hard for ages after. But it kind of slowly did get better, but. Hmm. I guess it wasn't truly better until I had, like, my second child.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Was Was that something that was on your mind then after you wanted to have a baby again? Or how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah, no, we always knew
1: we were going to try again. I was a bit like, oh, my God, I don't want to try again. I don't want to be sick. (laughs) But the need for kind of I want to say healing was more over <laughs> I could never imagined it could but yeah. overtook this feeling of the fear of being sick again so <laughs> that was yeah of course kind of, yeah no I did um after you have a cesarean you can't it's not recommended to get pregnant for like the first six months and after six months yeah. it's okay what well, they say it's okay but I kind of don't think it's really okay (laughs) because I mean like even just when you're pregnant even without a cesarean it's like after six months some women still have problems yeah like so um, like you need time for your body to get stronger and stuff so I decided to wait about a year like a year and a half 18 months and yeah but after 18 months I did feel like more mm, like physically stronger and I also worked a lot during that time on like in, on physically making myself more stronger because I think the first mm. time I didn't realize like actually it's quite important your physical fitness before pregnancy I think to manage it is quite I think it's quite important not just important but it also it helps you in, throughout the mm. whole thing from carrying the baby, to giving birth, to then recovery, so yeah, that's so So I so I was focusing a lot on getting stronger, yeah, and stuff, and then the second time, yeah, so then actually the second time it took me much longer to get pregnant, it took me about like five months to get pregnant, so that was like, for me, I was a bit like, <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. I kind of, in one moment, I was like, oh, am I going to get pregnant? Is it going to happen? And it's kind of hard to know after, even if your body works. And then, but after cesarean, which is actually kind of a trauma, right? Yeah. To your body. So yeah, so you never know. So I was like, It's quite but I found it still in that time kind of hard to like I don't know be around people who were like having children who had children already you know that were pregnant and stuff and stuff and I actually had a lot of um, anxiety every time someone told me they're like pregnant or they're like going in the last month of their pregnancy I had like really bad anxiety I'm like I I just didn't want to know (laughs) I can't manage and, yes, yeah, so, so anyway, the second time, yeah, I got, it took about five months for me to get pregnant again. And, no, that was it was a nice. Oleg was there that time, and then he was like, oh, I'm so happy I'm here this time. Yeah. <laughs> I told him. Um, the only, yeah, the only unfortunate part was that we found out just, like, two weeks before we decided to get married, <laughs> before our wedding. Oh. So... <laughs> Was, <laughs> so it was kind of just only unfortunate because then I was like oh I can't drink so much <laughs> <laughs> you know but but no but it yeah. was fine it was happy and it was yeah you know, and I was waiting and then it was funny because all through the time I was waiting um for the sickness to start again and then for the first like month I didn't feel sick I just felt fine and I was like I was like I was like wow maybe I'm not going to be sick again <laughs> I'm not going to be sick again but then after after exactly I remember like two days like after the wedding after like two days as they started everything started to go downhill from there and and they started to get sick again I started throwing up again and it was the same, but this time I knew what to expect. So somehow it kind of maybe didn't seem so bad, or it's not. It was bad, but it didn't seem so I don't know, dreadful because I kind of maybe I knew already. You know, when you know already, know been through something, and then you do it again, it's somehow easier. So then anyway, but I still had to go to hospital. Like after like on ten weeks or something, I still had to go to hospital. But I just stayed there for three days. So I stayed there for a shorter time. They gave me some anti-nausea and some rehydration again, and and I even during that time got my mum to come from England to help me <laughs> because I didn't manage. I really needed like someone to like cook some, cook some food and just to help me because I couldn't do anything. You know, you really need this care a little bit. It was so, bad. so anyway, so but then it got better again after twenty weeks. But actually, at twelve weeks, um, I started bleeding. So and I found, but I want to say to you about the gynecologist. Sorry, I didn't have the same gynecologist. So after the first pregnancy, I found a new gynecologist, which I really like. Researched very well, um, and I found a new gynecologist, which I still have now. So I'm like really happy with him compared to the first one um so yeah I'd been to the gynecologist and then I came back and then I started bleeding and I didn't know why I started bleeding actually I was but then and so I yeah anyway so then I had to lie down like for until it stopped till the bleeding stopped but fortunately it stopped and it turned out that I had some kind of hematoma which is kind of like a bleeding I think in the lining of the uterus and then the blood clots and so yeah yeah sometimes like um, and then I yeah so then I had this hematoma that didn't kind of really go away sometimes they just go away but something go away so it was a bit like <laughs> traumatized had this terrible morning sickness this time and now I had this hematoma that really stopped me from doing stuff so yeah uh, I was kind of bedridden, shall we say. And yeah, but then as the morning sickness went away, um, after the twenty weeks, the same as it was basically just the same as the first time. Um, and after that, but the hematoma didn't really go away. So in the first, time, so I just didn't do so many things what I did before. I wasn't as active, which really had an effect also on my body. I, I felt because um, the first time I would go, also like I went swimming a bit. And this time I couldn't because of this issue and yeah, so and I had but I had a lot of I must say I had a lot of checks from this hematoma. Like every two weeks I had to go to the hospital for a scan to check to check the size of it, to check it didn't get bigger or to check to check the baby as well.
0: And was that reassuring to have a little bit extra monitoring and
1: Yeah. It was in a way, yeah. It was more kind of felt like I didn't have to fight for it right (laughs) yeah so that was like better and also I had to go to the hospital like the first time the doctor had a lot of the like monitoring stuff in his in the office Hmm. and so I didn't need to go to the hospital because they would do all the monitoring there and like I feel that like now i feel that like it's better to go to the hospital because i feel that like the hospital they more eyes look onto it Mm -hmm. you know so you get more different opinions and when the doctor's not sure they just call another doctor yeah you know to check it yeah so that for me was like it felt more made me feel better that there were more people looking on in onto it yeah so yeah so i had this hematoma when i was going to for these scans like every two three weeks um but then it then it was okay like it wasn't okay but it was just I had to wait it was everything just a waiting game basically until the end of the pregnancy um but I had a lot of yeah I had a lot of anxiety obviously through it to be expected I guess yeah did you
0: see your therapist during the pregnancy to help you with that or anything else
1: yeah no I didn't actually probably could I think I just felt so awful from the pregnancy and the morning sickness I couldn't like really do anything else yeah uh, <laughs> kind of kind of just yeah yeah it can be quite in some way like depressing because you're like at home all the time and you kind of don't really see many people it was also during winter you know so it was kind of, kind of like this but I guess I'm just not one of these people that like, I don't really get like kind of into like depression so much <laughs> I'm not sure if I feel depressed I can pull myself out of it and luckily move on I guess mm. um so in this way unfortunate but anyways, but yeah we did a scan but after uh then at 31 weeks yeah that was, so then at 31 weeks I had to go to the hospital like to stay in the hospital again because the doc, one doctor I didn't see my doctor because he went on hospital he went on holiday and I saw a different doctor and they told me that my iron was low so I should start taking some iron supplements so took this yeah so they prescribed me something and I started like I took one that took started taking them and then I started having like I don't know it's like a really bad reaction to them like I kind of kind of felt like I was having contractions but I wasn't like my belly was like I don't know like rippling kind of and I just anyway and I thought that like oh my god maybe I'm going into like some preterm labor or something and I was like oh oh, I was like thinking I think I I have to go to the hospital I don't know what's wrong and why this is happening they went to the hospital but then they were like no everything looks okay and it's okay I don't know why you're having this problem and the problem was actually um like a gastric problem because of these iron tablets which they'd given me because they were like a sensitive stomach Mm. and the iron tablets were causing like me to like have this kind of bad reaction and feel like I'm going into labor and I wasn't so I had to stay in the hospital for like three days while they like while I kind of got over this gastric problem and they gave me some like magnesium and stuff so and uh yeah then eventually I went home again (laughs) waited again yeah and then we organized uh, we it was I had to have another they said to me I had to have another cesarean because um I I was asking because I know that people can have like vaginal births like after cesareans and they said unless the baby will be like less than three kilos then no <laughs> just no so because i guess there is the risk of your uterus rupturing and things like that after you've already had one cesarean so i didn't really argue with it um hmm. yeah i didn't argue with it because i already knew what was going to happen so for me it was kind of like i've already done it so i know already <laughs> what's going to happen you know what i mean and what the recovery will be like but the first time i must say i forgot to mention it the first time when you asked me about did i know what kind of birth i was going to have i didn't know i had not even considered the first time that i might need a cesarean mm. and that was actually well <laughs> i don't know that was yeah. also like very not i don't know like uh, pre-thought from me like i was not prepared for it and i, I think that when people ask me now about like was, when they're pregnant I always say like uh you should be prepared for everything (laughs) it's the best way you should like people always like have a bit of a like I think people are afraid of like cesareans too but and so they kind of block it out but then when you have it then you think it's so awful because you're not prepared for it and yeah and but if you're it's the same like giving birth giving birth is also not so great too but if you're more maybe more prepared for it then you have a kind of more positive experience I feel
0: yeah absolutely absolutely I think I you know if I would have ended up with a cesarean in either no in my first birth I would have been the same because I I also thought like no that's not gonna be me you know (laughs) and I think a Mm. a lot of people do just because it's it's very foreign or like s- somehow a last resort for a lot of people to think about. And then we just choose not to. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. it's a, Yeah. So, and also I think that, people um, think try not to think like not to be prepared for it or to consider that it might happen to them, but everything can happen. And I don't know if bef- the truth is before a lot of babies, when they didn't have them, a lot of babies just died or mothers just died from that. And, a lot of people don't die now because yeah they do this so i think it's also absolutely a way to look at it yeah so anyway so on this uh, yeah so we've prepared the the date for the cesarean he told me it'll be on like when i'll be 39 weeks and i was like okay <laughs> 39 weeks again but um but then again in the last like few weeks i started feeling really not good you know like Again, with the belly and the baby and everything, and my and I had diabetes actually on this pregnancy. When they had the they had the gestational diabetes with this pregnancy, so that was another thing I had to manage. And I managed it just with the diet, mm. with they really like low carb diet and monitoring um, my blood sugars and everything. And and um, checking and going to check the size of the baby and everything. And when I went just before, I was due to go to do the cesarean they said to me the baby was like nearly four kilos so when I when they told me the baby's like four kilos I was like okay I have to have the baby now I just have to I just already feel bad I already don't feel good and I just need to the baby to be out from me now right now and so I, I went to my doctor who works at the hospital and me and oleg just said we want we don't want to wait. it was about like five or six days that one week before the out uh, the plan cesarean and i was just told him that because at this point like the baby they said is four kilos but the the scan can be 300 grams more or 300 grams less right there's this big uh, discrepancy of the it's not big but it's a uh, kind of visible in this case discrepancy of the weight and so the baby could be like four four kilos 300 grams or three kilos 600 grams um or 700 grams and he's like yeah but it could be 3.6 or 4.2 and i was like yeah but like if the baby would be 4.4 now or 4.3 now then in another week the baby could be nearly five yeah Right. And I didn't, I was not willing, like after my last experience to wait for just to see that I knew that the baby that now the baby was a good weight and, and would be like, would survive. I knew that they were strong enough to survive right now. You know, it was already 38 weeks and, or the weight was good and everything. So, and I know there is the thing about the lungs or something they say like the lungs, it takes the last part for the lungs, the last weeks for the lungs to be ready. I think that's the part. So, but anyway, so I just said, I just pushed for it and then he went away and he came back and he just said, okay, so come tomorrow morning, you'll have it. So then Oleg went home, got our stuff, went back to the hospital and prepared, yeah, like prepared for the operation the next day. Um, and actually in the end, so I went for the caesarean in the morning and everything. And in the end, I had a very compl- I had like a complicated uh, caesarean like procedure because um, uh, my uterus, when they were closing it, it wouldn't stop bleeding. So I lost like a lot, a lot, a lot of blood. And after, so they managed to like close it with the synthetic tissue. They managed to close it to stop the bleeding. But after, it was really hard. I had a lot of these like drainage bags, and I had to have like an infusion of like of more blood and stuff. And then yeah, and then they took like the first in the first twenty four hours. You, they, the baby's not with you, but the baby, um, they bring you the baby every like three hours yeah for the breastfeed to try breastfeeding that was also something I hadn't really prepared my even the second time didn't prepare myself for yeah (laughs) breastfeeding like what you should do and what is better and stuff um but in this case I don't know I had this thing where I was like okay first I need to like kind of fix myself to make myself okay Mm. and then the baby so I kind of for some people it really bothers them that the baby's not with you in the beginning but for me it was like I kind of didn't see it as a negative thing I kind of saw I saw it as that I really need that time to like pull myself together yeah because I just had this traumatic like operation and nearly died and I was like okay I need to somehow like pull myself together before I can like really like so that was a bit hard, but then, it's, yeah, they pushed me to go to the um, the maternity ward and everything, and then, and then it was okay in the maternity ward. It wasn't like they were the nurses were not the friendliest. I didn't have really a problem with the language in this time because i already been in Czech Republic for long enough that i spoke some checks so it wasn't really a problem too much with the communication but it was just a problem with more with the attitude i think they're still a bit like behind but um i was just so happy in that time that the baby was alive that i kind of didn't care about anything else so for me it was yeah just like this the breastfeeding was hard though not hard in the beginning but hard that they push you in the beginning because when you have the cesarean the milk it doesn't come really for like your body is not the same like with the natural birth the hormones the body takes longer to realize that it's not pregnant for some reason mm. and the milk comes like after three or four days so they but they kind of make me feel bad about it that, they, that I didn't already that the milk hadn't come and I was really like upset by this pressure yeah and I was if I, I remember I did this thing I was like pumped I pumped my breast a bit and then the next day all the milk came it was like <laughs> exploding yeah so and it was just when we went home and yeah and that was so yeah so the second time was more <laughs> positive yeah
0: of course how if I can rewind a little bit how was Vivi's yeah. c-section how was it when she when
1: she was born when she was born that was oh yeah that was it was nice I'm I had just, like, the half cesarean that time because they told me it would be better and they say it's better for the baby. And, yeah, they kind of, like, it was fine. You just feel the pressure. And they took her out and then I heard her screaming and then they washed her and stuff. And then Oleg was holding her and he brought her to me. But it was for just a few minutes because then this whole uh, craziness happened with the when they were trying to close, close me. Um, and yeah it was you know it's interesting I always say to myself now that like actually for some people it's like the best part right they're like oh I'm just so happy I also want to see the baby as soon as it's born Mm. and um yeah I guess maybe if you don't have such a like the cesarean itself goes well like smoothly because they can do it just it's like very fast Mm. But in my case, I kind of feel like maybe it would have been better if I just had the full anesthesia. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And sort of missed that like one minute. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Because after, you know, I still have the whole life. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one minute, and I just yeah, just interesting. So I mean, like, if not that, I want to get have another baby because I couldn't do it again. But I was always say that if I would, if I did have another baby I would ask for full, the full anesthesia yeah if I have to weigh up which thing for me was more important then for me it would be not being traumatized with everything what happens during the operation oh,
0: yeah because you were you were there for that I guess then when
1: yeah, yeah. and then you're I was awake and the doctor and the operation was asking me like do you plan to have another baby I was no. like no why because basically if they wouldn't be able to stop it that they would have to like i would have to have a hysterectomy they would remove like all the yeah, uterus because yeah, yeah. it would be the only way they could do it so well, what a question yeah, to ask
0: though when you're on the table i know just
1: <laughs> yeah it was i was also in shock yeah um but yeah and it was actually the guy that that guy that asked me was actually my gynecologist because he's also like a surgeon but so it was actually my gynecologist and I just thought why are you asking me this right now (laughs) come on i just like just do it (laughs) so yeah that was uh, but no and she was born she was 3.6 kilos in the end and so that was like the perfect weight I was so happy because I remember the whole pregnancy I was like I want the baby to be three and a half kilos yeah (laughs) 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 that's to be like around three and a half kilos and yeah she was uh it was a bit different because she was she's a girl Uh the first time it was a boy so that was anyway different I think my husband was happy that it's a girl we are happy it's a girl so (laughs) maybe maybe it's supposed to be like that but yeah and after like the recovery was still hard i had to get help in the beginning and stuff um yeah it just is i think like if you have a cesarean just it just really takes a few months like more than a few like at least four or five four or six months to really get back like strong yeah again and for everyone it's different some people just get over it very quickly and some people need longer
0: yeah so how was how was postpartum then uh, otherwise bringing Vivi home
1: and yeah, it was like it, I, now I don't remember it so much, maybe because it's like the part'm i like, okay, never mind, <laughs> but it was but it was just hard, you know, like because I remember that I still um in the night couldn't really like get up properly to like feed her and stuff. So I always had to wake Oleg up to get her out from the crib and like give her to me and stuff. But um, yeah, but I had help. That was like the most important, I guess, part. Cause if I would be, just be me and Olik, I wouldn't manage. So my mum came for a few weeks to help me. And then Oleg's sister came to help me also after. For like a month for like quite a long time so that was good so it was really important that was something we already planned that we just really need help and it was during a difficult time not a difficult time but it was during the summer and we have a like seasonal business which is active during the summer so Oleg was quite busy also during that time so we yeah so I just needed and just knew I needed this help and yeah yeah, and sometimes you just have to ask for it. I know a lot of people, they um, want, want that after they have a baby, that it just be just them, <laughs> you know, because they don't want other people, like, interfering. But for me, it was, like, being, like, in peace with myself that I can manage everything. Um, yeah. And have time for healing, because that was, like, really the important part. Because I know that after, if you heal after then well if you have time for healing then the rest is (laughs) good right just gives you a good place yeah Um, absolutely
0: I I feel like yeah sometimes we just sort of get up and run around too quickly yeah after giving birth on our own I I am that way because I'm just you know I'm just determined that that I am my own person and I can do everything on my own you know (laughs) but um after birth sometimes it serves as a reminder that like it's it takes a big toll on the body and the mind to give birth and uh we we should give ourselves grace and take help from other people if we can yeah definitely
1: (laughs) and i think people did it before like before when people had families and they lived close together and always like your grandmother or your mother or Mm. your aunt would be around to help and Yeah, even during like pregnancy and stuff and like help giving their experience and so forth and I think it's missing a lot nowadays this kind of support unit yeah the the support from other women that yeah that have been through it and have that experience so
0: yeah absolutely I think I think I've missed that I mean I don't know we we are both foreigners in this country and have given birth here um but it's it's harder to find like support when your family isn't around even if there are other people around you with babies and stuff it's fine but it's harder to get that like full lean on support that you might need sometimes when you have
1: little ones and definitely like I think after during like postpartum that like when you're with your baby and that you're at home and you're kind of, you know, you're breastfeeding and you're sometimes only like half dressed or you're bleeding still and things like this and you don't really want like, uh, I mean, like just your friend to like be around, you know. So it's different mm-hmm. when it's like your family. When it's your yeah. family, it's just it's different, right? That you feel more comfortable maybe in a way that you can just you know, yeah. to be around someone and for me it was like that i remember the first time after what happened my sister came and that was nice from london and that was nice because just because it's like a family member you know that you know you're familiar with and you don't feel like yeah inhibited by comfortable with so yeah
0: all right vinota do you have any do you have any references or anything that that helped you through all of this that you might want to share with someone else Um, that might be going through the same
1: well I yeah I want to say this definitely it's really important to I think we don't do it enough and that we should practice it more as the listening to your instinct and like what your gut is telling you that like voice because in our first pregnancy you know that I just I don't know why I didn't why I felt it was so wrong to like, maybe go and get that second opinion. And actually, you know, if I would have done it, so what it would be like, I, I, or the worst that could happen is that like, it would be, I would be wrong or the, you know, that like I would, that everything would be all right. And that's good. Right. But it puts, uh, but then on the other hand, that I would have detected that what would have been, would have been happened. And I think it happens very often that we kind of don't follow our instinct. Uh, we're afraid to go against, not go against, but maybe like doubt doctors and doctors are just people themselves. They actually don't know everything. They know more than us, but they don't know everything. (laughs) So um, yeah, like with Vivi, as I said, if I didn't, I was so happy that I pushed even for that to, to the doctor, the doctor, which I even chose and like to, push this cesarean to be earlier because i just imagine now oh if i would have waited another week and the the my the baby would have been even bigger how much more difficult it would have been for them to stop this bleeding yeah and you just be even more stretched so yeah it just yeah those things this you have to follow instinct and even now sometimes um i from that experience it's really lifted me that that i'm really trying to really be conscious of what my gut is telling me and double checking things but um even now I feel myself sometimes sliding you know (laughs) getting kind of passive and I'm like oh no hold on so yeah (laughs) yeah that and I don't know if you're in Czech Republic and you uh, like look for gynecologists or any medical professional there's a website called snamilakash i don't know if you know it www.snamilakash.com no, and there you can find like doctors and um, reviews from people of of the doctors like their experience with them and there are like stars and everything and this all information and it's a really useful website for any kind of doctor you want to find it's, okay great I will, i'll definitely link to that
0: on your show notes page this one
1: and yeah and like maybe don't if you have the gestational diabetes maybe don't like look over it but take it kind of seriously because it can have like very bad impact into pregnancy if it's miss if it's undiagnosed or like mismanaged
0: yeah cool all right Vinuta, thank you so much for sharing this with us for sharing your births with us yeah it's been a uh, long time coming, so I'm happy we, we found the time to do this today.
1: <laughs> definitely.
0: All right. <laughs> okay, Thank you. Cool. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks again, Vinuta, for coming on today and sharing your beautiful and important birth stories with us here. If you are listening in out there and you'd like to reach out to Vinuta with any questions or anything, then do feel free to send me an email at the 9 months podcast at gmail.com or head to 9 com to check out any resources there or fill out the contact form with any questions there at all. And also, if you'd like to share your story, then go ahead. Use the same links and contact me and we'll make it happen. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and for listening in. And I'll see you again with another birth story next week.